0: The one thing that's been huge for me is going back and watching yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, writing down, you you say the word whatever for 12 times during an hour. Don't do that. Then you go look up synonyms for whatever word that you say a bunch of times. Yeah. And, you know, it even got to the point where... When I'm on FNCS or DreamHack, I'm challenging myself to say certain phrases, use certain words, certain sayings within this to then broaden the verbiage that I'm throwing out there to make it one more mine and two more interesting than, oh, they're going to get the high ground. He's got another elimination like over and over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come share their experiences, stories, and advice. And today I have SBG. Welcome! Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so what we normally do to get things rolling, we just do a few rapid questions just to get the juices going. Okay, fire away. Alright, so you can replace any player on your Jets oh. with anybody in the league. Who are you replacing? Who, so do I have to pick a player? I'm taking off the Jets. You're taking, you're kicking somebody off the Jets, and you're putting anybody you want in who's who's currently. Okay. as much
0: as I believe in Zach Wilson, I think he's going to be good. I'm taking Mahomes. Give, oh. give me Mahomes and peace with Josh. Josh. Yeah, that's uh, a no-brainer. Zach Wilson.
1: <laughs> All right, what was it for breakfast today? I made myself
0: some fried rice so eggs onions a little bit of soy sauce sesame oil and just fried that up real quick nice all right and the last movie you saw or tv show um i actually watched elysium last night well the second half i fell asleep trying to watch that the first time so it was okay i didn't particularly care to watch it ever again
1: (laughs) all right so let's go where did the name come from first of all um so this is back
0: in like halo three cod four days. My parents, I think I was eighth grade. My parents finally let me get an Xbox, <laughs> And so I was like, all right, what's my name going to be? And of course, like you get the auto generated yeah. one. Um, but I found it cool because when you're playing halo, it's like somebody's gun. And then like, or, or call of duty, somebody's gun killed X and Y or right. killed somebody's gun. And I just thought that was clever. Yeah. So I stuck with that name. I, I had a couple of names, you know, one was Darrell Rivas, big Darrell Rivas fan back yeah. in the day. And there's another one where my name was Megan Fox is hot. That was uh, <laughs> probably not my best one, but <laughs> then we had to come back, reel it in um, yeah. now that this is a job and trying to be a career. So yeah. somebody's gun is shortened down to
1: SPG. That's a lot safer than Megan Fox is hot. Yep. But I mean, yeah. Right after that first Transformers <laughs> came out. though. Oh, my God. That movie was so good. Even without Megan Fox, it was just so well done. Yeah, those before Michael Bay got too in love with his explosions, (laughs) it was a great
0: story. And then, you know, you had a little piece of everything in that. And that was like the coming out party for Shia LaBeouf, because until then he hadn't, I think he did holes. Mm -hmm. And then outside of that, there wasn't really any great ones yet. And then he kind of took off and. Went, went crazy. crazy afterwards, yeah. but
1: <laughs> cool. All right, so now, what did you do before jumping into the esports industry? What's your background? Um, so I worked in tech sales.
0: I, North Carolina, big like tech startup hub, especially now, even more yeah. are coming down to Raleigh. I uh, graduated from North Carolina State University. Go pack! Yeah. <laughs> um, and afterwards, I was trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do so i got a job in tech sales i've always kind of been good at talking to people and i liked the idea of sales because it's very much you get what you put into it yeah you know if you're gonna work hard you can make more money if you want to be lazy you'll get your your base pay and you gotta be happy with it because that's the effort you put in so i did a few of those things like some financial technology some crm stuff um Actually, I wish I stayed with one of my companies a little longer because I wound up getting bought by oh. Facebook. And, Ooh. you know, th- th- part yeah. of the deal as joining the startup is you get, you know, a percentage of the company after so many uh-huh. years. And that would have been oh, a guess. nice bag. But yep. uh, after, I think, four or five years, I started. No, so it was after like three years, I started writing. That was back in. 2019 end of 2018 2019 yeah i started writing for a website called daily esports it's now kind of wrapped up into the whole enthusiast gaming media uh piece yeah and i did that for about two years so covered the world cup fncs is after that um and i was doing that on the side sometimes while at work yeah and i i got tired of like i found that first job because there was a posting on hitmarker because I was getting tired of my job. But right. you know, I got a few offers along the way where it's like, we're gonna throw you a lot of money. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, you know, I can't say no to that. Um, enjoyed some, didn't enjoy others. And I kept doing all this stuff along the side, made some content, and eventually someone reached out to me to, to cast like a small community event. Yeah. Um, so you know, say it was it was my community. Someone was like, yo, I'm doing like a custom. I think there was like 30 people in yeah. the tournament. And I casted that event then after that uh it was like toronto Fortnite asked me to do an event for them and that was the first one i got paid to oh, actually wow. commentate on yeah and after that it was esports arena and like these all came within you know a few weeks of each other so Holy i did the crap. first one and then the next one and the next one it just started snowballing nice i wish those still were happening because it's been quiet yeah but, um and then eventually dreamhack reached out to me and that was the first time where I thought this was, was real. Right. Yeah. And I was making at least some money per month cause they were doing at least one tournament a month. And then it started off, uh, with just the monthly dream hacks then it became the cash cup extras as well as a dream hack. And those were nice. Yeah. Uh, because it was a little extra money and during, during COVID I got laid off probably in May, I want to say, or right before, Right before May, because COVID started in March 2020. Yeah. Uh, and then April, we worked from home. I put a little more effort into the content creation. Yeah. And my company was almost impossible to sell stuff yeah. for at the time. Because everyone's you know looking at the right end the wall. Right. Yeah, we're not spending any money. Um, so then we got laid off. I tried to find a new job and did by September. But pretty much the whole summer, I had to work on finding a new job, and the only other thing was making content. Yeah. So I was making content, doing uh, casting gigs, and then worked from September, got laid off again in January because of COVID. Yeah. And at that point, I was stable enough. I was working for Advance Club. I had dream hacks regularly. I had third-party gigs. And uh, I was also working for uh, – I started working for Elite Esports. Okay. To do social media at first and then just general management, helping things run. Yeah
1: and yeah that's pretty much how i got started in all this that's crazy that's awesome all right well let's jump back a little bit to video games and you know it all started for you for your parents buying that xbox and halo uh it
0: started before that okay i had a little game boy color i was big pokemon guy loved playing those games um but I had a PS2 beforehand. I guess Xbox 360 yeah. was probably the first online competitive gaming
1: I got to experience. Yeah. Okay. what are some of the games over the years that just stick out as, as great memories for you? Uh, Ratchet & Clank on the PS2. I think yeah. it was Up Your
0: Arsenal was <laughs> one of like the best ones that yeah. I, I remember. Battlefront, both of those on the PS2 I, I really loved. COD 4, Modern Warfare yeah. 2, and World at War, as well as Halo 3, um, all hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. Like, those were probably some of the most games I've ever played. And then um actually Halo Reach was a lot of fun because at that time I think I was early freshman sophomore in high school. Yeah. And we used to get I don't know. I think there was teams of 16, 12, whatever it was. We'd get full lobbies of a bunch of our friends. Oh, nice. play, go crazy. And yeah,
1: I'll never forget those. Oh, that's so cool. And then now, when did you jump over to PC gaming side of things? Uh, That wasn't until
0: probably 20. No, it was right after the World Cup. So part of my writing gig... I told myself, I'll save up all this money and buy a PC. And then eventually I did. By the time, I think it was right after the first FNCS. So it was probably 2019, October, November time frame. Yeah. Is when I first got my PC. And I haven't really played on a console since.
1: Yeah. Much of an adjustment, you know, coming from, you know, console. Or did you start playing with controller anyway? And you never really did mouse and keyboard.
0: Yeah, I've never been a mouse and keyboard yeah. gamer. I, I'm left-handed, so oh, I've always okay. found using a mouse with my right hand very difficult. Yeah. So my aim is terrible, and then I've been playing on a controller my whole life, so yeah. it's pretty much just laziness, if I'm <laughs> being honest with you, is why I haven't switched. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. And now, what were some of the games, you know, when you came over to the PC that were, you know, were still along, the you know, the first-person shooters, or did you jump into anything different? um i mean for
0: me it's pretty much been Fortnite for yeah. like four years <laughs> like i wish i could say so i've played elden ring yeah I still haven't finished that we'll jump in occasionally yeah uh, i like playing warcraft 3 custom games big fan of like a winter mall if anyone listening knows what that is it's pretty much a tower defense game oh, okay but built custom within um custom games on warcraft 3 with a lot of twists it's fun i i enjoy it it's like a brainless i know how to play this i'll go play this right um and then multiverses was another one i like to play for a little bit yeah but that's been it i mean things pop up Enjoyed the uh the new cod beta yeah but there hasn't necessarily been anything that's been able to pull me away from fortnite
1: yet so now what was your path to fortnite how did you get in you know how did you discover fortnite Oh, so first time
0: I had a, I think it was my like fifth, fifth year in college. Yeah. And I didn't have really a place to stay. My grandparents lived about an hour and a half away from school. And I was, I had like two classes left to graduate. Yeah. So I was working two jobs and just kind of making my way back to Raleigh to go to class. Yeah. So I'd stay at my buddy's place or my girlfriend who's now my wife at the time um and my buddy down had another we had another friend came over he's like yo you guys gotta play this and we're like no i don't didn't really play video games in college we occasionally play smash bros or fifa or something like that but not not a big gamer and then uh i always enjoyed games and then my buddy got us to play this i i was naturally good at it i was the first one out of our friends to be able to excuse me to win a game yeah and then i was like i i like this game so whenever i'd go to his house mm-hmm. you know he'd be at class or doing something <laughs> i'd go sit on his playstation play the game for a while yeah. until he got back and then we go do something and then when i finally got a job bought myself a ps4 kept playing Fortnite. yeah and my friends told me dude you're, you're kind of good at this like you should be because i always like would help guide people yeah um because i understood the game Better than most players. Yeah, and so one of my buddies, his name's Tyler, told me I, I should start making content. Like you understand the game, you know, share it with other people, and eventually I did. But that wasn't until years later.
1: Yeah. Oh man. And now, what what is the hook that Fortnite has for you that's been able to keep you, you know, hooked to hooked for hooked to it? Um,
0: I'd have to say it's like. The Battle Royale is really interesting. Yeah. And the building aspect of it makes it perfect, in yeah. my opinion. It's... I'm not necessarily... Like, I'm a purist. If you talk to me about competitive Fortnite, yeah. I like things as plain as possible. No movement, none of that. Um, flashiness that everyone kind of maybe wants back now. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we're split as a community, but... Um, I don't know it's just a fun game i i think that it's a game where you constantly are getting better and it's like so incremental that yeah. you can put in endless amounts of time and if you're not focusing on the right things you're not going to be improving and that skill ceiling of being unreachable to me yeah uh is fun and now honestly i enjoy watching it more than playing it yeah just because. I haven't had time to play as much as I would like to keep up. Yeah. Although I do play probably more than your average person, but okay. I, I don't know, it's just an awesome game. It's so complex. The players are so good. Yeah. I love watching, you know, some of my favorites are like I watch a scented Led team. He's yeah. really good at playing the game. Um Queasy and Vino, that's a great duo to watch and it's just understanding that these players are constantly pushing the game. Yeah. And it's it's so much fun to me. Okay.
1: And what do you think in your opinion how has Epic done or how you know how have they been able to keep Fortnite at the top of, you know, the esports pyramid essentially?
0: Um I don't know if you could even say that it's at the top of yeah. the esports pyramid. It probably was in World Cup and like shortly after and then yeah. I think it was for a little bit when everything got shut down for COVID. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but since that initial COVID burst, because they were one of the few companies that was capable of pushing everything online yeah. and already had that infrastructure. So, you know, at, at first it was the only thing going on when everyone went home and then since then it's kind of just been repetitive. Oh, okay. and slightly tweaked. Not much has changed, and I feel like that interest has died. Yeah. Uh players are still amazing. I think they have only gotten better. Yeah. But as far as you know, interest, viewership, being at the top, um, there's probably some pitfalls and you know things that we, we could go back and say, I I wish things were yeah. done differently. But I mean, Epic has put in a lot of time and effort to make this work. And the fact that you you look, a tournament still has 20, 30, 40,000 people playing in it it is huge. So I think the player base is there, but I don't necessarily know that the viewership is there, which is weird because I don't know that you have another esport like that.
1: Well, Pan- when Panda was on, he talked about that, you know, something that may have hindered the, the viewer numbers is a fact, I guess, from inside of Fortnite, you can go and watch the events going on. Yeah, I mean,
0: yes and no, I, I I've been hinted at, there's more people watching the game yeah. inside of the game than on Twitch, and, you know, they put it everywhere, I think it's on Twitter and YouTube. Yeah tiktok it's on every everything but it's also a different game because yeah. players can stream their pov compared to like every other game is like only through the official like valorant oh, Valorant okay. only has the official stream and if you're doing a watch party you're essentially just watching that stream or yeah. clean feed with no noise uh from commentators or casters or anything like that right um which you know does play a factor but i I also think that right now people have just gotten tired of the repetitive nature of the competitive cycle because it really does feel like a cycle where after the biggest tournament of a season everyone's just like all right take uh, some break I'll, i'll go next yeah it's not really a big deal of oh i didn't perform i missed out on this opportunity um and even though the fncs invitational was kind of there was qualifiers through each fncs this year it wasn't clearly stated yeah so it doesn't have that story from beginning to end that i feel like it should have yeah which is unfortunate but i also get why that was done um so yeah, I don't okay. know that I answered your question. No, nope, yeah. no,
1: nope. yeah, you did. Now, who's you know, in your in your opinion, who are the top games up there in, from an esports standpoint? Then,
0: um, I think you have to look at the riot too. Yeah. So Valorant and League of Legends. Obviously, Dota has yeah. the biggest prize pool every year, so that's wild. Those to me are probably the top three. I might be a uh, Smash. Yeah. smash and fight though the general fighting game community yeah uh, especially melee for smash is incredible because we're 18 20 no nah, yeah like 18 20 years something like that since Holy the crap. game's been released yeah and that is still going on and players are playing at a extremely high level for yeah. almost no money so the fact that the love for the game is there. Oh, and CSGO. Yes. I can't forget that one. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, just not in the U.S. It seems that NA is not the best at the team-based <laughs> games. <so>. No.
1: <laughs> now, what do you think Epic could do or to help you know improve that image and to get Fortnite back up there?
0: Um, I'm hoping that next year and the end of this year are kind of those things. Yeah, But one thing that we, we talk about, uh, myself, Life with Panda, and Monster D-Face on the Fortnite podcast, we pretty much had an entire conversation about this topic alone. Yeah. And we go on for about an hour. And some of those things, one, is stories and narratives. Yeah, uh, That is missing. And I feel like that needs to come from Epic doing more of a story and narrative piece as far as like... From beginning to end, yeah. make this matter and make the entire story come together somehow. Yeah. Um, two is content, like one thing that I love to praise is UFC and how they kind of platform their fighters and yeah. put them not only on this pedestal, but they tell the story of like why I should care who this person is. Yeah. And it's awesome. So leading up into the Invitational, I really hope that we get those kinds of yeah. stories of Hey, here's Miro. He's teamed up with Bugo, won the World Cup, and here's yeah. what he does. Here's why you should care. Hopefully, yeah. we get those, Um, and maybe next year we'll get some as well. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, other than that, just put in some – it's a lot of money, I understand. Yeah. Um, and we, we don't necessarily need the $100 million World Cup that we had last year. Yeah. Or not last year, in 2019, but – what we do need is some kind of game plan throughout the year to give people things to look forward to and to play towards. So yeah. you can't tell those stories without having opportunities for the players to write their chapter in yeah. them. Um, and, and I think lands coming back is going to be huge because as much as online gaming's cool, it's awesome to sit here right. and play you and I will never have the same experience as if you and I were sitting next to each other and being able to have this conversation. And even that that like water cooler talk that people talk about in office spaces, that is huge to be able to have those conversations with your peers, make connections, speak to, you know, maybe someone you see is the best player in the world and you'd be afraid to even reach out to normally, but they're sitting right next to you and they're a good dude and yeah, very friendly so like those connections solidifying the community not only just from a player's perspective but from like a fan's perspective are huge to sit down be able to enjoy something with people like-minded enjoy this and just get to talk about it make new friends build that community yeah um that's what i'm hoping to see over the next you know few months and next
1: year yeah because that you know that's that's a Thing that is missing, like you said, from online, you don't have that 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 atmosphere. You know, fans cheering on, watching the big screen, and the, the you know the participants there feeling that vibe and and rolling with it. Yeah, and when we did, so I was at the Gamers
0: Eight in Saudi Arabia. That tournament it wasn't a huge crowd, but there was you know a few hundred people, maybe yeah. two, three hundred. And, you know, Falcon Esports is based out of Saudi Arabia. So they had a massive fan base and you could just hear the crowd chanting. Yeah. And that experience was so cool to get back yeah. because I've been, you know, we talked about it, I'm a Jets fan. Yeah. My dad took me to Jets games for most of my young life. And there's nothing quite like that feel of being in a stadium. Just yeah enjoying something with a bunch of other people or being right. sad with a bunch of other people
1: <laughs> yes, that's in my true. case <laughs> that's true so if we go back to casting you know those first times you were casting how how did you prep for those times and then following that up you know when you get to the big stage how do you prep for those events
0: um all right so let's start with the beginning ones i didn't i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> yeah. someone asked me to do this and i'm just like all right yeah i i could do this um and i think if you go back if they're even available and watch them you could tell yeah and then over time I, I started to reach out to people shio was someone that helped me along the way um even more recently like when we were in saudi arabia shio continued to give me some help and advice um and people like monster have mentioned things yeah just to really understand what it takes to become a good caster because a lot of people can talk about the game not a lot of people can one show your your own personality through your commentating yeah then separate you um which i i still think is something i'm working on um especially because When I first started, I used to be very monotone. Everything would be like this, and I would just talk and talk and talk. And even when the game got exciting, it would be like (laughs) like, there was nothing that changed when the game changed. I was the same person. Yeah. So that was one thing that helped me a lot. I learned to do that over time. I've always understood the game and always loved to dive into VODs and understand how the game works. Yeah. So that preparation has been constant. Um, the one thing that's been huge for me is going back and watching yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, writing down, you, you say the word whatever for 12 times right. during an hour. And don't do that. Then you go look up synonyms for whatever word that you say a bunch of times. Yeah. And, you know, it even got to the point where when I'm on FNCs or DreamHack, I'm challenging myself to say certain phrases, use certain words, yeah. certain sayings within this, to then broaden the verbiage that I'm yeah. throwing out there to make it one more mine and two more interesting than, oh, they're going to get the high ground. He's got another elimination, like right. over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's been the big one, and then. The only thing that really changed when we went into studio for FNCS was the amount of preparation I was able to put in with Vivid. Uh, we'd go back, we'd watch VODs together, talk yeah. about the game. And, you know, when you're online, you maybe have a couple hours to work together and figure things out, but it's different because he lives like for a month, a few doors down from me. Yeah. And we get back, we want to watch over some VODs, see what certain players are yeah. doing, talk over the sequences we're going to open up the show with. Yeah. And it, it just made it so much more cohesive as opposed to, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. We're trying to come together. Yeah. But we never strictly spoke about it. And then when we did get to sit down and speak about it, I, I feel like it enhanced things. Yeah.
1: So now when it comes to casting, you know, do you you have separate roles or you're both just, you know, back and forth Versus like NFL, you have like a Tony Romo who's digging in deep, and then you know his sidekick is just you know providing some extra Nance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. First of all, love Romo and Nance. Yeah. I'm
0: a big fan of their commentating. Um. Yeah. Romo so is awesome.
1: Is, it's he's yeah. so good, and the way he picks apart things. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like him. Interesting. I thought he was great. That that you didn't get that from any of the other you know play-by-play guys Aikman didn't really dive into it when he came on and it's just Romo's got excitement and like yeah it's it's been really good yeah he's got
0: the voice and the enthusiasm for it too and him and Nance play perfectly because you have the veteran yeah and then you got this new guy who just knows a ton of football and is trying to figure this all out yeah um so I wasn't I didn't know how I was gonna feel about Romo at first. Yeah, but now he's easily one of my favorites. I mean, Breen uh, from the NBA side. I know we're going on a little tangent. That's all right. But, um, Breen from the NBA side, and then um, who's the other one? I've actually really enjoyed um, Aikman and Buck. Yeah, I, I don't like when they do Cowboys games because you know there's way oh too one-sided. <laughs> yeah. of commentating on that, but. Those two are fun. And then the new Manning cast is really cool to yes, watch too. That is because good. that's like pretty much a Fortnite viewing party, but NFL edition. <laughs> right. Yeah. And to think they stole something from gaming and then put it in sports gives me hope that <laughs> it'll continue to be uh, innovated
1: on. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, you know, and Boog, I just I can't get into Booger doing his ESPN stuff. He's oh, just, no. Yeah. And then uh, Olsen is another one that I'm uh, from Fox Football. Uh-huh. I just, you know, he's another one that's just like, I. you got to replace him. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I, I big NFL
0: fan, my yeah. buddy comes over, we set up three TVs. Nice. Um. So I don't normally listen to like one particular game unless yeah. it's the Romo game or a primetime game. Yeah. And I've actually loved the Thursday night crew. Thursday is done. Well, how can you not love Michaels? And right. Herb Street has stepped up to the yeah. NFL at a miraculous level yeah um yeah i mean and the crew they got like a bunch of like real recent nfl players talking so (laughs) i've been loving what uh prime and amazon put on thursday night yeah can't stand collingsworth on sunday though oh you can't be honest with you he's yeah
1: over the years i've warmed up to him more you know it's just yeah I, i i he doesn't bother me as much as uh as booger i just can't you know booger just like oh my god Oh well they replaced Booger like he he had one year, right? And <laughs> well, then they, they threw him on that truck on the sideline, I think, for, for one season too. Yeah. Oh, dude. That was no shot of that working. It's like, oh. all right, let me get this cohesive
0: broadcast and then put someone <laughs> totally remote from <laughs> us that has no context as a conversation, and uh, then just ask him questions at random times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that just didn't work. Nope. Oh, shoot. Oh, All right, so taking us back to the rails again about the <laughs> casting. The, you know, are there different roles when it comes to casting in Fortnite or you know, other eSports games? Other uh, 100 percent is, there's
0: definitely more blurred lines within Fortnite. Yeah, but I think we're starting to see them develop more into their own roles now. Um, the color commentator uh, obviously adds more analysis. And then you have the play-by-play who does play-by-play. I yeah. think the best combination uh, that we've ever seen has been Shio, Wager, and Levin when they got to work together. Yeah. Because Levin's knowledge of the game, Levin's knowledge of players is out of this world. And he he talks to the players regularly. He was watching VODs with them. He might even be coaching them in a call. Yeah. So he knows what's going on, not only like in the game, but also in those players' heads because he's lived it with them. Yeah. And then you have Shio, who is one of the greatest people at wordplay and just constantly throwing out all these things all the time. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, I would have never thought about that. But, yeah, that, that makes sense in this moment. All right, yeah. cool. Somehow throwing, like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> into Fortnite and then, boom, yeah, that, okay, got that. Um, so, yes, there are separate roles. Yeah. Um, I can't speak to other esports. I assume more in other esports yeah. than Fortnite. Just because of the length and there's so much going on. Normally it's one team versus another, right. which makes it much easier to have those dynamics. But uh,
1: in Fortnite, it's repetitive, so yeah, but also chaos, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So now, you know, looking back over the years, what has been your casting highlight? Cause actually, but let me just stop first your intro reel that you have on your Twitter is it's, there's so many cool moments. It looks like you've experienced since you started down this path and you know, what has been, you know, in your opinion, some of your, you know, your peaks. Uh, first of all, thank you.
0: Um, that is, Oh man, that's a tough question. So, I'm going to have to give you three things. I'm cheating. Um, One, I got to work for XP League, which is essentially rec Mm esports for kids. And I got to be the host, got to do um, the casting for Fortnite, and just being able to see... More so, just watching some of the other games and like watching parents just get so excited when yeah. their kid scores a goal in Rocket League. Yeah, and then you have like both sides because the kids are lined up in a desk, and you have one side, yeah, and then there's <laughs> the other side, kind of like, all right, you got this, you got this, come on, keep it up, keep it up. Yeah, and they they have no idea what's going on, no. especially when it came to like Valor and an Overwatch. Like, I don't even know what the heck's going on in Overwatch. Yeah. Um. the parents just getting behind their kids that Mm -hmm. was so cool to see um and then the other one being in fncs being in the studio getting to work with a lot of the people that i looked up to yeah um monster sundown vivid adam savage uh that was our crew on na east and then getting to hang out with those people like monster adam and i and then vivid occasionally would hang out almost every day yeah we'd go get lunch we'd get coffee go to the uh studio together and that was an awesome month of my life just being able to live that with them yeah not only that but i've worked several jobs no one wanted to be good like that group of people. No one wanted to do their job as well as that group of people in my experience. Yeah. And it was every day, every day, everyone was trying to show up, do the best they could get better than they were yesterday. And just showing up to do your job was not good enough. Yeah. And being around that was phenomenal. It, It seemed to help me a ton. Yeah. And then the last one would be getting to work I guess the first big LAN event in three years down in uh, Saudi Arabia with Panda. Yeah. Getting to cast an in-person event with him, you know, getting to interact with the wow. players and call on that trophy moment. That that was one of the cooler experiences. So all those happen this summer. Yeah. Um, Holy crap. Hopefully next summer will
1: be pretty cool as yeah. well. Something you touched on that you know is, I think, is really cool that you wouldn't see ten years ago. You said the parents cheering on their kids playing a video game. You know, it was been frowned upon from you know since the early '80s. You know, the kids playing video games and and the parents hated it. And now there's that transition. Yeah, kids can get scholarships to go to you know D one schools for esports, and you know, middle schools, high schools having esports teams. I think it's 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 really cool to see.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And I know even within North Carolina the, the legislature just passed a bill something like ten, fifteen million dollars somewhere in that ballpark, uh, to build an esports facility and then also a mobile facility, uh, to run out of NC State. So yeah. that'll be something really cool to see take over and there's been a bunch of events that happen here in Raleigh and that's no coincidence. Yeah. Um the the state State is giving tax breaks for people to come here. And so you're just seeing more and more acceptance, right? You talked about the yeah. parents at first, but parents are taxpayers. So then yeah. the people that make the rules are like, okay, people are actually starting to care about this. Let's incentivize this to come here. And not only that, but it brings money, brings, brings money into the local economies, allows companies to do well. And it also gives kids another pathway, Price. and For me, this is something I never expected to be doing. Yeah. And I think for a lot of kids, you think you can only make it as like a streamer Mm -hmm. or as a pro player. Right. But there's so many jobs within gaming and esports Mm -hmm. that if you speak to people, there's graphic designers, there's video editors, there's management, there's people that just understand all of the business aspects, finance, sales, you know, marketing on on the back end of esports orgs that are necessary. So it's not just like one puzzle piece. There yeah. there's so many pieces where it is becoming more well known that it's not just playing video games. Yeah. There's a lot more to it than that. And you know, if you want to just play video games, it's pretty freaking cool to play video games with your friends and that's how you experience uh
1: team sports, I right. should say. Yeah. And the other the other thing that I think is really cool is like you can take now you can take this kid who's not the athletic kid, never the athletic kid playing on a team and going to a college and wearing the college colors and being a part of that. I think that's something that, you know, is is really special for those kids to to be a part of. Yeah, it is. And even I mean, five years ago, that probably wasn't a thing. Right.
0: Um, but I think people are seeing the value that eSports is bringing to yeah. their school because if you're getting extra eyes say you know 30,000 people watch a collegiate eSports event. Yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty significant for us to bring, you know, one two kids to our school. I guess, you know, you're watching a traditional 5v5 game. Yeah. Five people or four if you're playing COD, but Yeah. that also brings value to the school. So it it's cool to see that it's not only just because someone thinks it's cool but it's yeah. like mutually beneficial mm-hmm. which then hopefully will extend this for a longer period of time than just yeah. you know the short little what we're seeing now
1: right yeah and actually you brought up a point that i didn't even think of but yeah like you you know if this team is involved in the tournament you've got twenty thousand eyes over twitch watching this that's a lot more eyes than they're watching the golf team wherever they're playing
0: oh yeah and
1: yeah. think of the ad placements you, you yeah. can put
0: ad placements on a twitch channel you can't necessarily besides wearing you know like an nc state logo on your polo right like golf teams out there or even something like a volleyball team yeah. there's gonna be certain restrictions that you can or can't do
1: yeah um well don't and, say that too loud because the ncaa they're gonna you know come in and try to do something
0: <laughs> well actually they've they've tried and the like uh some group of collegiate schools basically told them go pound salt yeah Because we've seen what you've done to to traditional sports and we are not going to have that. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. Ah, cool. All right. So now you also, so when you went to um, the Middle East to cast, you had Panda there. You've done some events with uh, Monster. You've got Brave in your circle. Those are three, you know, fantastic people that, have understand the business they do the different aspects of things like we were just talking about and you know how did you end up meeting you know all of them um so the
0: first one i really got introduced to was uh monster he helped me out along the way throwing me some like smaller casting gigs yeah um and he was always someone i looked up to so it was cool when he was finally like hey you know i got this i think it was play versus the like high school or collegiate tournaments for Fortnite, at first he reached out to me and was like yo you want to do these i'm like yeah sure that's that's fine um no just kidding i was so pumped when he was <laughs> like yes <laughs> finally but um <laughs> yeah then i got to meet him regularly he put us on a show with uh panda yeah then i got to know panda a little more and then brave is also here in north carolina yeah um so just by you know, mutual friends. We got to meet one another and chat. Uh, it's it's a, a good group of dudes that just seem to want to keep getting better. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate about all of them. Oh, that's so cool.
1: All right. So now let's talk about the... Um... Uh, FNCS. So the FNCS, right. I, you know, when Pando's on, he, you know, educated me a little bit because I'm ignorant to the Fortnite. You know, I come from Tarkov, and and Monster was my first, you know, sort of step into your community and how wonderful. You know, there's so many great people there. So you may have to educate me a little bit more on this. But now you said you're the purest of Fortnite. What's your take on the whole no bills thing when they, you know, sort of brought that out in April? You got a lot of activity, a lot of people came.
0: Uh, i think it's good for the game my one kind of caveat to it is it should never be the main competitive mode within fortnite yeah and as long as they remain separate that's cool by me yeah um i think zero builds builds is cool i actually enjoy playing it myself the tournaments are fun um and i think it's good to have an easier side of fortnite yeah because it is a really freaking hard game to play yeah And if you watch the competitive side and you play your first game of Fortnite, there is so much disconnect as far as how you get to where the pro players are. Yeah. So I think the zero build aspect kind of bridges that a little bit, not perfectly. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think it's cool. I think it's awesome. And if we're going to do like another pro-am or anything like that, zero build is the perfect model to allow everyone to be competitive as opposed to trying to shove a bunch of content creators that don't play Fortnite into a lobby with a several pros yeah gotcha
1: all right so now when it, so with the fncs starting what is that next month that happens it's in? november 12th okay, and 13th yeah. i want to say so now what is the format for that do you have multiple divisions multiple champions like a team duos or what is the you know Uh, yeah what are are the kind of divisions they have in that so it's basically a 50 duo
0: invitational yeah um and i say invitational but it was pretty much qualification through the fncs so the fncs has been an online format where each region is separated there's seven regions we got asia oce or oceania uh the middle east europe na east na west and brazil yeah um and so Europe is the biggest one, so they got the most invites, NA East is next, and then NA West, Brazil, OCE, uh, Asia, and Middle East are all kind of, you know, they got a few people in it, but yeah. no significant piece, so all those players come from the various different regions, they're going to play a two-day event in Raleigh, I don't think they've said exactly what the format's going to mm-hmm. be, typically it's six games one day, six games the next, yeah, I figure that'll probably be maybe five maybe six something um and yeah the winner of that takes home i think it's a hundred thousand hundred fifty thousand a piece it's a million dollar total prize pool so
1: that's quite a lot of money absolutely oh man so now what are you going to be casting that or have you have they figured that stuff out yet um
0: i have not been told i'm casting it so i'm gonna assume that i'm not yeah I, i know some people have been contacted um I'll let them share that when yeah, they feel comfortable.
1: Absolutely. All right. So now you've, I've, you know, it looks like you've got a few different projects on the go. You've got um, your Fortnite podcast, you have the FN Story podcast. What's so, what are the the two different podcasts? So the Fortnite
0: podcast is one that we do pretty much weekly with um, Monster D Face and Life with Panda, where we just talk about stuff going on in Fortnite. Yeah. Sometimes we branch out to, random topics in like the general gaming and streaming world um and that's fun it's always you know sometimes we we go way too long i think it <laughs> used to be like 30 to 45 minutes yeah and since i joined it's now been like plus it an hour plus recently just so you get that extra person there's right. more conversation um that's fun so if you guys want to check that out it's over at, at the Fortnite podcast i think pretty much everywhere monster yeah. puts that Um, And then the FN story is kind of my little baby where I do something pretty similar to this. Yeah. Have a conversation with someone and talk to them about their story within Fortnite. I mean, we talk to players, content creators. Yeah. um, Hoping to get a couple of org owners on soon. Um, Just anyone within the space and just talk to them. Awesome. See what's going
1: on. Yeah, that's cool. And then a couple other things. You have the Comp Awards FN. What is that? So that is something that I've been doing for
0: about three years and hopefully getting better and better over the next iterations. Last year was pretty cool. But what it comes down to is there's no, like thinking of the NBA awards, the Mm -hmm. NFL honors stuff. Yeah there's nothing like that for fortnite. So, yeah. past few years I've been getting a group of panelists together. So, anyone not involved as far as players yeah. or org people, you know, maybe managers from orgs but no org owners, yeah. I, I try and avoid bias as much mm-hmm. as possible. Um and then we did start to get a couple of player representatives last year, but caveats you can't vote for yourself can't vote for your org or yeah. if you are nominated in a category your vote doesn't count so on yeah. and so forth um so everything like that to go through best pa- players in each region yeah you know most improved player rookie of the year and oh, nice. there, there's various awards that we're hoping to step up this year i'm, I'm looking for some sponsorships to try and be able to provide actual physical trophies to award winners yeah. and then step up the, the quality of production and things like that. But it's been very successful so far as far as uh receptiveness from the community. Yeah. And I want to make sure I keep the principle of fairness as like that main piece. So yeah. even though I am getting sponsors you know, there'll be rules as far as like what goes
1: on. Oh, that's really cool. That's awesome. You know, when you're not doing any, anything Fortnite related, what, uh, what are you doing away from, from the computer and and the phone? Hmm. Um, football. We talked about that one.
0: Yeah. Love the NFL. I guess that's on a screen still, but nonetheless, uh, NC state football, although they love to make it stressful. (laughs) And then, um, I watched the NFL. Then, outside of that, I mean, I like to just be outside. Yeah. I've been moving in. Like, this is a new place I moved into earlier this year. Been working on my yard. Built a patio earlier this year. Nice. Uh, love grilling, love cooking. Yeah. And then, the beach. The ultimate goal is to be able to move back out to the beach. And that's where I'll be this weekend. Awesome.
1: What's the weather down there like right now? Uh it's like mid-70s-ish. Oh, that's nice. All right. And Very then, cool. like,
0: it's into the 60s or so at night but it's a the fall in north carolina is my favorite yeah because it's perfect for like three months where you can wear a long sleeve shirt and Mm -hmm. sweatpants or a shirt and shorts and it's just kind of whatever nice
1: very cool and now uh what any goals or events happening in the next little while you want to talk about or share um
0: the two things that i really have going on are one i've been doing daily duo vod reviews so yeah. looking over every single duo that qualified for the fncs invitational and covering their games so we have like i mentioned earlier players from seven different regions yeah. and they've never played against each other at least not on like a fair level playing field yeah four so i'm trying to look at those kind of see where everyone's at going into this big event um that's on my youtube channel somebody's gun you can find that and then the other one is the competitive awards i'm starting that earlier yeah i uh, spoke with my graphic designer he's my boy shout out blaze um and just kind of getting that ro- rolling trying to find some sponsorships so i yeah. can ship trophies out to people because otherwise i'll be like four grand in the hole oh, when that all yeah. comes to uh, ahead yeah and right now I can't afford to be throwing out four grand just for fun. So. Yeah. Nope. Uh-oh. Not many of us can.
1: <laughs> All right. That's what I got going on. Cool. Well, hey, you survived the podcast. And but before you go, it's always a, a tradition for somebody to call out who they, you know, somebody in your, your area that you think has a good story and uh, should come on and, and talk about it.
0: Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um Unamused Bryson would be a fun conversation. Okay, he's a he's a character.
1: Yeah. Absolutely okay. A funny guy. All right. Uh, what is he a streamer? what's his background? Yeah. So he, he's a streamer also in the Fortnite space. Yeah. And
0: then he he writes for uh, esports.gg. Okay. So he covers like general gaming news, streamers, yeah. and then Fortnite stuff. So he's kind of in tune with everything. Yeah. And also makes his own content. Um, and I believe he's in school. So
1: I won't tell awesome. you his full
0: story. You'll all All right. Get him Excellent.
1: All right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much. It's been nice meeting you, and uh, you have yourself a great day. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.